Hello, and welcome to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I'm Tamara, a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and professionals, and your host of Real Talk with Tamara. So this podcast covers actionable, down-to-earth business and lifestyle advice for creative entrepreneurs who aspire to make an impact in their communities while keeping it real, of course. A little housekeeping before we get into it. Please follow or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And comments are currency, so please leave a comment. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. All right, y'all. So what are we talking about today? Likes on Instagram. So recently, the CEO, Adam Mosseri, hopefully I'm saying his name right, announced that some users in the U.S. would have their likes removed on Instagram. And when asked, Adam said, and I quote, it's about young people. The idea to depressurize Instagram, make it less of a competition, give people more space to focus on connecting with people they love and things that inspire them. He went on to say, we have to see how it affects how people feel about the platform, how it affects how people use the platform, and how it affects the creator ecosystem. In closing, he hopes it will reduce anxiety and social comparison. And look, we know that imposter syndrome is real, and using these platforms without some sort of restraint can certainly cause a negative impact on users, including feelings of comparison, anxiety, and depression. I also feel like it is certainly up to the user to instill personal boundaries and show restraint on these platforms. For example, curating your feed to show what truly inspires you and who you want to connect with, placing a personal social media curfew, things of that nature. But I can totally see Adam's intent behind this move. Could this get people to feel less adverse side effects of using this platform? Honestly, time will only tell. But what a lot of people are talking about is how it will affect their business or how they engage with consumers on this platform from a business standpoint. And I got to be honest with you, from a Short-term, short-sighted perspective, one would assume that it would negatively impact your business. But I always say that if your foundation is strong, likes or lack thereof will not negatively impact your business. Because here's the thing about Instagram. Instagram, like other social media platforms, is a money-making machine. It wants to keep you on this platform for as long as possible. For example, in 2018, stories, one of my favorite things, increased the amount of time spent on Instagram to 28 minutes a day, up from about 15 to 21 minutes a day before IG stories. Don't ask me what my time limit is on Instagram today, okay? No judgments here. The platform uses SEO like any other search engine. So if you're not consistent, if you're not optimizing the free space that you have on this platform, You can't say IG is gunning for you or taking coins out of your pocket. Stop saying that Instagram is hiding your post from people or penalizing you because you aren't consistent. Like, I don't even understand how that works. 
Should you be immediately rewarded for taking three month breaks and then question why the first post you share after that hiatus doesn't get as much traction? Or maybe you post once every two weeks, or maybe the content isn't relevant or what your audience actually wants to know from you. The platform can only work if you do, right? The platform can only work for you if you do the work, okay? I still get inquiries through Instagram and my content gets in front of the right people. I may have only about 5,000 followers, but I'm still seeing double increases in my revenue this year over last year. So without further ado, here are four tips that you can use for your business and still make an impact while on the gram. Number one, clean out your hashtags. You wanna make sure that you are using a really good mix of small to large hashtags in your content. Not so long ago, there was this thing called shadow banning, but I'm here to break it to you. It does not and did not exist. So the whole myth around shadow banning was that Instagram was hiding people's content from their audience um, because of the hashtags that they were using. But this is what was really happening. So every once in a while, Instagram cleans out its program, right? Um, Not only do they clean out bots, but they also clean out hashtags for whatever reason. So when you go to search for a hashtag, you will notice two sections, top post and recent post. So top posts, of course, signifies posts who are using that specific hashtag that are very popular. And so you see that in the top post section. And recent posts signifies posts or content that use that hashtag that have recently used that hashtag, okay? So when Instagram was cleaning out select hashtags, what you no longer saw was recent post because they cleaned out that hashtag. That hashtag was no longer active. So if you were not cleaning out your hashtags or reviewing your hashtags, and one of the hashtags that you used was not active, you would not be visible using that hashtag because it was no longer active. So Instagram did not have a personal vendetta. They were not signaling out certain individuals just for, you know, shits and giggles. So with all that being said, you want to make sure that you are cleaning out your hashtags. The recommendation is every three to six months. When you are creating your assortment of hashtags, you want to mix high with low. Small uh, represents any hashtags that I believe have like 250 to 500,000 mentions. Medium is about 500,000 to a million mentions. And then large or high volume hashtags have mentions of about a million or more. So it's really important, of course, to have those popular hashtags, but you want to have localized hashtags as well if you want to capture 
a specific part of the clientele. A way of determining your assortment is look at other thought leaders or competitors in your market to see which hashtags they use. And of course, creating your own mix, again, rotating every three to six months where necessary. I still use hashtags in my strategy when posting on Instagram and it works for me. Whenever someone signs up for a discovery call, one of the questions included in the sign-up form is how did they find me? And about 60% of people who sign up for a discovery call find me on Instagram. So once we get onto the call, I ask, you know, I saw that you found me on Instagram. I would love to hear how exactly you found me. And a lot of them say via hashtags. You have to just make sure that you are cleaning out your hashtags, rotating them every three to six months, and making sure that they are relevant to your business. Number two, audit your content. So you really wanna understand what kind of content your audience wants from you, as well as posting content that still shows your expertise and your credibility. For example, I am very aware that my audience likes motivational quotes that have a little bit of a sting, um, as well as a call to action. So that call to action can be replying with an emoji or sharing a little bit more about themselves, anything that allows me to further engage with my audience. I also know that pictures of myself um, or just pictures of people in general, but specifically pictures of myself, whether they are in a professional setting or behind the scenes while I'm on set is really great content for me as well. I'm also aware that I'm selling a service. I am posting content of my client work, uh, whether that is product or branding photography and also video. I also am aware that those pictures, because there isn't necessarily a person in them, that they're not going to get as much likes. However, it serves its purpose because it shows my expertise and it is an added layer of credibility for when I am looking for clients or when people are looking for me. A way of finding out what content your audience actually wants from you is to just simply ask. You can make it really fun and engaging by utilizing Instagram stories and using the poll or question feature. I find this is a really, really great way to get feedback in real time. I did this a couple of months ago and it was really insightful. Um, my audience wants to continue hearing business advice. They enjoy seeing behind the scenes content when I'm on set, but they're not filling yoga content <laughs> and that is okay. Um, so I am a certified yoga instructor and while there were some people that were interested or curious, the consensus pretty much was a nah. And that's okay. That is not what you guys wanna see from me and I am not hurt by it. But at least I know what content my audience actually wants to see. Number three, try to leverage all parts or some parts of the platform in a way that feels good 
for you. Maybe that is doing Instagram posts three times a week with relevant, informative content, understanding that it is always quality over quantity. You can use IG stories, which I actually highly recommend um, to engage with your audience in real time. If you want to repurpose your content, you can save select IG stories as highlights or as IGTV content. This will certainly increase your reach and make your feed favorable on the platform. And last but not least, you wanna optimize your IG bio. Your IG bio is prime real estate. I find that a lot of people make it really hard to make money on this platform. And let me explain why. First, if you are a business, if you sell a product or a service, I highly encourage you to convert your IG to a business account. This is so you can really see the analytics, um, which days and times works best for scheduling purposes, but then also just to see which content actually resonates with your audience. When it comes to your IG bio, you wanna make sure that you have the type of service or product that you offer. A way that you can do that is instead of having your government name in the name section, you can use that as the title of your service or product. For example, my handle on Instagram is my first and last name. However, when you visit my IG bio in the name section, the area that's bolded, I have the type of service that I provide. Underneath it, so where you can add additional things, I share specifically who I serve and what it is that I provide. So I serve beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands, and I offer high quality photo and video for high performing brands and professionals, AKA there is no fluff. I find that a lot of people, while fun and, and interesting, use quotes that are completely irrelevant to what they are selling or service that they're providing, and they're leaving money on the table. Use the first one to two lines of your bio to actually say what it is that you do or whatever it is that you sell. Also, when you have a business account, you can actually link your email. So where it says email, you can just put it there. But another way of making it easier for people to contact you is you can simply have your email address directly in your bio. I actually got this tip from Brittany Hennessy, who is the author of Influencer. It is a book that I highly recommend everyone read, even if you do not consider yourself an influencer. There is a lot of great nuggets in that book. Last but not least, you wanna make sure that you are optimizing that one link in your IG bio. I use two programs. The first program that I use is Linktree. You may be familiar with it, but Linktree is a free program that allows you to link to various pages, whether that be to certain pages on your website or maybe to your most recent blog post or 
to the most recent podcast episode. It's really great um, to use. It's free. You can have as many links linked to it as you want. Me personally, I like to keep it simple and to the point. So on my link tree, there is a link to my work, a link to services, a link to schedule discovery call, and then a link to the most recent podcast episode or a blog post. The second program that I use, I use to actually hide the link tree because I find that people look down on link trees and I really don't understand why um, it's free. But nevertheless, the second program that I use is called a bit.ly. So bit.ly allows you to pretty much customize any of your links. So this is actually really helpful. Let's say if you have your most recent blog post, instead of putting the link to the blog directly in that link, which in my opinion just does not look clean. It can be like 25 characters long. You can take that link, put it into Bitly, make it shorter and customize it. It is one of the easiest things that you can do to just simply customize your links. I don't know. I have no idea why Linktree people look down on it. But anyway, take your Linktree, customize it using a Bitly and boom, you're good to go. So hopefully with these four tips, it encourages you to stay on the platform, not to get discouraged just because engagement has gone down. These are definitely four methods that I continue to use on the platform and I'm still seeing success for my business. And I believe the same will happen for you. Okay, so here is one quick tip about Instagram stories. So as you may or may not know, I love IG stories. I find that while I may post three times a week on my feed, I can post content daily on IG stories. And just to nerd out a little bit, 70% of IG users watch stories daily in 2018, and one third of daily IG users said that they had become more interested in a product they had seen on stories. And one more statistic, as of January 2019, there were 500 million active daily IG users. That's a lot of potential eyes for your business. I understand that IG stories can come naturally for some and then be a struggle for others. Um, and so if you wanna try your hand um, using IG stories, here are a few quick tips. So like your post, your IG stories should definitely be intentional. If you have nothing to say, don't feel compelled to jump on and speak. I find that IG stories is a really great way to engage with your audience so you can see what they really want from you. You can, like I said, in one of the tips, include a poll or a question feature to just ask for their opinion and keep them engaged and motivated. I also love using IG stories to share any behind the scenes content when I'm on set or if I'm out and about doing some prep work for photo shoots. So I would also consider sharing quick behind the scenes content while you work. This is a great way to offer value and also customizes your content. And if you needed one more reminder for why Instagram stories should be a part of your marketing strategy, 
just keep in mind that 80% of users follow at least one business. Just a thought. And on that note, this wraps up another edition of Real Talk with Tamara, Real Talk for Real Women. If you like what you've heard, please share with Reckless Abandon. And don't forget to follow on iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, remember to grind with grace and love. Peace and do you, boo.